Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Something. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires because I was born a visionary. Still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments, and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit trying to learn some game xavier y'all gonna talk about it no diana speak that sh- that everybody vouching ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an accountant what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the millionaire mindsets podcast i'm your host xavier my co-host diana she won't be in with us today but we're still gonna keep the show going keep it rocking and today i have a um very very special guest and this is this is super special to me because uh i'm i'm i've been big into bitcoin for like since tw- the end of like summer fall 2017 and to see what's going on right now in the market is beautiful, man. Because I remember the days people used to be like, man, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. <laughs> so, to have, so to have this guy back on here, and he's been, he's, been preach, he's been preaching it for a long time. And he's well more educated in this lane than me. He has, he has a book on it and everything. And we, I'm just excited to have him on. And it's Bitcoin Zay, the author of Bitcoin and Black America. And welcome to the show, bro. You know how excited I am to have <laughs> Oh man, I'm excited to be on, man. Second yeah. time, baby. Second Had to time. do it. Time to do it. <laughs> and I saved this clip. So for the people that may not follow me on Twitter and IG, before we start this show, I got a clip that I want to play that I want the followers to uh the listeners to hear before we start the show. I'm gonna play it real quick. Something else I want to add. Oh, one second. Uh so, something else I want to add that I know this is kind of like a tricky tricky question because nobody really knows, but always like like uh asking people this like what do you what is your uh guess on like cryptocurrency prices and like let's say like 2021 or something uh i think uh like 2021 i think we'll have a 50k bitcoin i really do i think just based off of uh market cap uh the market cap will have to be about three times what it is now about yeah, about four times what it is now which is uh, right at uh, right under a trillion, which would basically put us on par with gold presents there. Like a little bit. Hey, that's, that was in 2019. <laughs> that's when we did that first episode. That was around June, July. 
That's 2019. And around that time, Bitcoin was around $11,000. And Bitcoin <laughs> said he was on here and he said that was going to happen. So if you listen to the show and you bought Bitcoin, you took and you was like, all right, I'm, I'm finna, you up right now. It's, it's $60,000 right now. And it hit, hit his prediction in mid-February of 2021. So I just want to give you air. I'm like, I got to give you a shout out, man. I got to show you some love because you predicted this and you was on the money, man. How how that feel, though? Because I know you've been in it so long. I know you mm-hmm. spoke to hella dollars. So how do oh, you man. feel to, to, to see what's going on, man? I see the smile on your face. You you glowing right now, man. Yeah, well, the, the, the thing is, I've been in the space since 2013, right? And when it comes to people who doubt Bitcoin, I want people to understand Bitcoin hasn't changed from when I first got into it. It's still doing the same thing. Tech, tech still works. Same cryptography, same, mm-hmm. <laughs> same, uh, you know, blockchain and everything. So uh, the biggest thing was people understanding it. And that's, I think, the biggest issue, people learning about it. And that prediction to me was I was actually listening to it like, man, why was I so bearish? Uh, because, <laughs> because because as of now, I think, and I'll give another prediction, I think by the end of this year, we'll touch 200K uh, for Bitcoin, mm. uh, for one Bitcoin. And the reason why back then I was so confident and been confident since the beginning is for one, the tech works and the price doesn't matter because people have to catch up to where Bitcoin is. Like in my yeah. opinion, you know, watching old videos, I was just telling, telling my wife this, I watched an old video of somebody say, hey, why do we need email? Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you can send messages to people across the globe, but I don't know anybody across the globe. And that was an actual discussion of why email won't be important. So when people talk about Bitcoin and I used to tell them why it's important to transact globally, you own your wealth, uh, it's a, you know, a savings account. People used to be like, well, why will I ever need that? <laughs> used to, I just sit there like, do you understand what's happening? Our entire financial system is changing. Yes. Everything, every asset you own at this point you're looking to become liquid from it at some point or to earn revenue off of cash flow revenue, right? That yep. revenue will be Bitcoin in the future. So the value, the price of it, none of that mattered to me because I understand that when we're talking about changing a money system, that's a whole lot different than, yeah, than lot different. Just, just, just some investment you buy and then get rich off of it in, in USD. Uh, we're talking about something totally different. Yeah, and that's and, and that vision, that, and which the, all your research and stuff you was doing to foresee that, I can only imagine especially when you're dealing with something so serious as the financial system. You yep. see, I'm pretty sure, I can't imagine the flack you was getting from people like, man, you out your damn mind. <laughs> oh, man. Like, like me, I, I can only let imagine. Me, let me tell you. And, and you know what's crazy? I dedicated a lot of what I was doing to Black people. So I don't want to make it seem as though only Black people were giving me flack, but because I dedicated myself to the Black community because I was like, we need, we have to hear this. We can't be behind. I got most of my flag from black people. Um, and the, the best part, the, the good and the bad, this is this is the good part. The good part is when people have good arguments, it made me better. Like it made me research mm-hmm. more, it made me. So coming up, you know, I'm 24, 25, back when I started talking to 50, 60 year old people and then they have good insight into things. But when I was telling them about Bitcoin, the bad part was they, they didn't want to accept it because nope. when you're older, and you're black and you're like, I, I made it to millionaire status doing it one way. I am not about to switch it all up <laughs> to try and do it this other way. And I'm definitely not listening to some broke 24 year old hoodie at a financial conference. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I was just the guy in a Bitcoin shirt. Literally, that's how I got my name running around Charlotte with all these bankers and investment groups and and urban. Uh, uh, what is it? Urban League and all these other groups I'm meeting with in a Bitcoin hoodie. So people just start saying, that's the Bitcoin dude. That's Bitcoin. Zay. So Bitcoin that's Zay. that's. That's how it started. So I got a lot of flack, a lot of pushback. 
still to this day, I'm sure people have uh, disagreements, but they just don't say it out loud anymore. They can't. I mean, they I've, can't. I've, I've, I've been proven right over and over over the years. So at this point, even if they have a disagreement, I haven't heard. I, I think at, I think at this point to deny what you're saying that's right in front of you. I think that's just like a form. That got to be some kind of form of ignorance for real. Yeah. Because you can't go from uh ten dollars, a hundred dollars, thousand dollars, ten thousand, fifty thousand. You still like no, nah, that's not like come on, bro. Like give it up. It's a wrap, bro. Like yeah. For real. So yeah, that's that's yeah, that's crazy, man. Like I could like it's 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 so dope to see because I remember remember like when I first started investing into Bitcoin, right? I remember my supervisors, I had two supervisors and they was like mm-hmm. two 50 year old white men. And I didn't <laughs> want to tell them because I'm like, man, I already know their reaction don't be because it's already risky in my point of view. I was just taking a, just a leap of faith. So I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to say nothing. So I remember one day we started talking about investments and they made, they did like a little sarcastic joke. They was like, what are you investing in? Bitcoin? <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> you you right. are not, Trust me, trust me, say you are not the only one. There's so many people that work for financial institutions that secretly they have Bitcoin. I would meet with these people, consult them. And they're like, I can't tell anybody because I work for a bank. I can't tell anybody because I work for this because everybody will laugh at me or, you yeah. know, or, or legally they couldn't actually own it. Mm. Um, so a lot of that uh, deterred people from doing it because the people that they viewed as smart, the people they viewed as, uh, you know, the, the thought leaders, they're all wrong. And that's, all hard, wrong. that's a hard concept to understand. But again, this is a once in a lifetime revolution. This it doesn't is. happen all the time. The last time we saw something like this was the internet. That was 50 years ago. Exactly. I mean, and, and that's the thing. We're living in a time where uh, innovation used to take hundreds of years. But yep. technology, the uh, Moore's law, technology doubles every two years. So we're speeding up how fast we're innovating. Mm. Uh, so you, if you don't have that sense of urgency, as you said, in 2017, that was four years ago. Um, literally, the price of Bitcoin was $3,800 this time last year. That's how fast this technology is picking up. And that's how fast inflation is picking up because we're just printing money like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, like, literally. Like there's no tomorrow, man. It's And it's so, like, what's so dope about, like, crypto to me, because I, I was talking about this, how this is, how I looked at it, and this was, like, one of the biggest reasons why I got involved in it. Because I thought, like, man, worst case scenario, I lose this money. I'm, re- I'm okay with losing this money. But I was looking at, like, 20, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. if this thing really becomes something, which I think it will, oh my God, I know if, <laughs> if my grandparent had that opportunity, I'd be like, damn, granddad, yeah. you ain't about no Bitcoin. So I know, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm not going to let that happen to me. Hey, when all this fails, I always guilt people into it. I'm like, do you really? <laughs> Do you really want to sit down with your grandkids <laughs> and when Bitcoin's a million dollars and they're like, oh, yeah, well, what were you doing when, when Bitcoin was 50,000 or 20,000 uh, and then now it's a million? And and if you have to sit with your grandchildren and be like, oh, well, I just denied that anything was changing in the world. <laughs> because I mean, honestly, think about it. When we look back um, and you say to yourself, you know, hey, uh, we're building cars now, Model T's. I'm pretty sure the people who were uh, horse uh, carriage engineers, they were mad too. They were like, this is no way. There's no way this can take off. A car that just, of course, that's going to happen. So that's what we're seeing now because they didn't understand there was a paradigm shift. Now, of course, there are no horse back carriages mm-hmm. riding around like that. Exactly. So, um, same thing with uh, music. When music was going digital, people didn't want to accept it. RimeWire and Napster busted through. And all of a sudden people were like, well, you know, it's digital or whatever, whatever but I'm still going to have my CDs. I'm still going to have my... It, it, now they don't have CD players in the car. Uh, <laughs> so again, I, I tell people all the time, it's like change is, if change is imminent, which I think it is, you should either prepare yourself or get left behind. And that's the choice you have to make at this point. 
Mm, mm, I love it, man. So let, let me um let me ask you this. So what do you think about because I see a lot of people they have talks when I see people buying crypto and stuff, they like it's a it's at an all-time high. Why would you buy right now? What is your thoughts on that? Do you think it's is wise for people to still be buying at an all-time high? I think it's wise for people to dollar cost average no matter mm. the price. Yep. Because you should be thinking about this as a long-term savings vehicle. And what I always tell people is if you're thinking of something for 10, 20, 40 years from now. The price right now will not matter. Trust me. And when I first started, anybody listening, when I first started, I thought I was late, and I thought, <laughs> and I thought, I was buying, and I thought I was buying the top at two hundred or whatever. It was. And, and, and look, trust me, like, people think I'm lying, but when I when I came in, the people who were teaching me, they were buying Bitcoin at one cent, five cent, twenty five mm. cent, two two dollars. So I'm thinking at two hundred, dang, it's already a hundred x. You know, like I don't know if you know Max Kaiser. Max yeah, Kaiser, he yeah. was buying Bitcoin at 50 cents. So I'm learning from him. I'm like, man, he just made a, a 400X already. Like I'm way too late. You know what I mean? At 200, yeah. I actually was about to wait for a dip. I was like, let me wait for a dip. Maybe go down to 150. Like you, you hear how dumb yeah, that that's, sounds? That sounds very familiar though. <laughs> exactly. So when I tell people, that was eight years ago. Now, eight years from now, how do you think it's going to sound when you're like, man, it was at 60. I was trying to wait for this dip to 55 or this dip to 40. And then the price goes to, you know, 500K or a million, which I think it will in the next eight years. So uh, don't think of it as you're buying at a certain price. You're buying a percentage of a scarce asset. There's no more Bitcoins being made out of, after 2140. And there's a set schedule. You know it's scarce. It's provably scarce, unlike some other assets, which, you know, I know some people have gold and silver, but they're not provably scarce. We just mm -hmm. had somebody find a mountain full of gold the other day. You're right. That's <laughs> you're facts. not going to find a mountain full of Bitcoin. That's not going to happen. So we have a supply shock, meaning there's not enough supply to go around with demand increasing and only going to increase more. Um, so don't think of it as buying it at a certain price. You're buying a percentage of a supply. That's what you should be mm. looking at. And if you're wondering, if you have 0.1337 Bitcoin, that will put you in the top 1% of Bitcoin holders if the, uh, once the supply runs out. Meaning What's that number? What's, what's that point, number? 0.1337 Bitcoin, which right now is about uh, about seven thousand yeah. dollars. That puts you in the top one percent of the next financial system that's coming. That's why I tell Black people this: you can be in the top one percent for the that's next a bar. Exactly. So, how do people not find this value? I don't know. But in this current system, what does it take to be the top one percent? Billionaire, at least five hundred million, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, and the people that have that money, for the most part, it was what built through. Legacy built through yep. family years and years. Most people didn't start with zero and then get to 500 million. They had a legacy of family that helped them, uh, that got them there. And Bitcoin, I think, can be the same thing. So if you're talking about long term, buy Bitcoin, save it for the future generations, and they can use it just as much as you can. And you don't have to sell it anymore. I mean, people think when I buy it, when should I cash out? Hey, you can put Bitcoin up for collateral and get cash loans as a person or as a business. So you never have to sell Bitcoin. You never you have to do it. Never have to sell. That's what I don't think people understand. People are not going to sell. They're going to have, like, for instance, right now, one Bitcoin is 60K, right? You can get a $30,000 cash loan right now using one Bitcoin as collateral. You pay back that loan, you get your Bitcoin back. So you never actually spend it. You and spend it. you don't pay taxes on it. And if you're a business, you can write off the interest that you paid on that loan. So again, when you're talking about Bitcoin and how valuable it is, you got a bunch of people buying it that are never selling. And then you have a bunch of corporations, institutions, countries that haven't even bought it yet. So they, from there, you can kind of see the potential. 60,000 is low to me. Like, this is, wake me up when we get to 100. Like, this is it. See, this is why 
every time I talk to somebody that's like you that's heavily into Bitcoin, they just make me want to go all out and just I'll be like, damn man. That's why that's why that's why I stopped like reading so much on it. I just hold buy what I got and hold because every time I do a bunch of research, I'm like, ain't no what this about to this is gonna work. But I'm like, all right, let me let me be calm, let me be let me let me relax. But that's that's real, man. Like I think that's the best way to look at it. Just like so many people, they look at it as like it's at the all time high right now. When the dip happened, I'm gonna lose money. But like you just said, if you're a long term investor, you're in for the long haul. It's nothing compared to like I, I even myself regret like when I first got into Bitcoin, I used to trade it, bro. Like I used to buy yeah. and do. Now I'd be like, what the hell was wrong? With <laughs> what was I thinking? Like I was buying, I was buying it and selling it. Like uh, when, I, when I when I got hit, I just started buying whole. But still, like it's, it's wild that I was even doing that. What do you think about trading Bitcoin? Um, so two statistics: currently, one hundred percent of people who bought Bitcoin before today are in profit, no matter when you bought it. 98% of traders are not profitable over a 10 year span. Really? So what that means is Bitcoin is a layup as an investment. It is the easiest thing. You, it's not sexy. I know it's not cryptos and Lambos and- Volatile, it's volatile sale too. But yeah, but I tell people, I'm like, it's very simple. You just buy it and wait. Buy it's so wait. simple. It's hard for people to understand because they don't know that wealth takes time. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not gonna get rich overnight, but crypto, which is different from Bitcoin, very volatile, speculative. They have centralized owners. That's different. That That's their price discovery. A lot of them haven't proven what they've said. So yes, I say that for that. But again, if you're a trader, trade, that's fine. Do your thing. But most people are not traders. You are not. I mean, if you didn't trade anything before crypto, you can't jump into it thinking, I'm just going to trade crypto and be good. Because crypto is one of the hardest things to trade volatility wise, if you're trying to jump in and out. Because as you said, and as I've seen, and as I've seen hundreds, thousands of other people do, they start with Bitcoin, then they dabble into cryptos because it's shiny stuff. They're like, I, I can make yep. money. And yep. then lose money with it, lose Bitcoin, sit, buy and sell, swapping out, going back and forth. And then what ultimately happens? You come right back to Bitcoin. And you're like, I should have just been buying the whole time. Yep. If, you do, if you dollar cost average and look at the statistics versus trading, it beats it almost every time. Um, yep. And the, the good traders that I know, the best ones, um, most of them do not trade actively. They have bots. They have, uh, you know, almost... Uh, Wall Street grade bots for these crypto trading that they do. So if you don't have that and you don't have uh, a good stack to, to trade with, uh, I wouldn't get into it because again, you're not going to get rich overnight, but it is a possible uh, way to make money if you're a trader. Most people are not though. Mm, yeah, most people. And then the thing with, with cryptocurrencies is it's 24 hours. And then like the stock market where it closes mm -hmm. at the time. It's, mm -hmm. it, it, so if you, if you, uh, so take a longer nap than expected and so don't go, right. don't go yeah. right. you might be yeah. like man you might be down and out so yeah i, I, yeah. I definitely i definitely love what you just said so something else can, can i throw something in there real quick yeah, yeah go ahead people don't realize the highest uh, volume trading times in the u.s are between 2 a.m to 6 a.m eastern and that's when the asian trading time happens most people are asleep 2 a.m to 6 a.m I'm a little crazy, so I'm not a lot of times because <laughs> I know this market. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get smacked overnight. They don't have stop losses. They think yeah. they're pretty clear because I've seen it over and over. And two to six is the highest traded time because the Asian market's traded and you're asleep. That's why, like you said, you can be asleep, wake up, and the next thing you know, you just lost yeah, half your Next stack. thing you know, you just like a hell of bread. Man, this is so. Uh, you mentioned earlier how you said you think it'll hit, uh, you said 150. I think I hit 200,000. 200,000. 200, 200, 200, so 
we definitely got to talk about that because I was going to ask you that. Like, what was your price point this year? Because I, I know when people hear, like, you predicted it two years ago, I know they want to hear, okay, what do you think it's going to be? <laughs> and when this happens, so what? why do you believe it'll hit 200000 Uh So there is one chart that I use very often. It's called the stock to flow model, S2F. Uh, if you look up the stock to flow model, uh, it is a very simple mathematical model uh, using stock to flow principles from the old financial system, but applying it to Bitcoin's um, supply that we have now. So if you look at gold, because it's quote unquote scarce, you can create this stock to flow model. Same thing with other stocks. You just apply it to Bitcoin. And this stock to flow model uh, basically shows Bitcoin being at or around 200,000 by the end of this year. The thing is, this model has been correct since its inception. Every single outside of uh, the huge spikes in FOMO, meaning it went past where it was generally supposed to go and then kind of corrected, it's been correct since the beginning. And I use this as a long-term way uh, to predict price. If that stock to flow is correct, we'll be at a million dollars in 2025. Um, so 200,000 is actually <laughs> not that big of a thing. Think of it this way. Let me let me explain it to you this way. It was harder for us to go from $3,800 a year ago to 60,000, right? That's almost a 20X, people, in a yeah. year. Yeah. To get to 200,000, 3X. That's 3X. <laughs> 3X, that's not hard at all. And we're talking about right now with a trillion dollar market cap, we'll need to get to $3 trillion market cap, right? All that would take was uh, a one big company jumping into it because then a rush of others would as well. That's it. I mean, it wouldn't even be much for us to get to that 200,000 mark. And the reason why this year, I'm also confident is from a fundamental standpoint, when you look at how Bitcoin is valued, how people are using it, uh, in Nigeria, for example, they tried to ban it. Guess what happened to the premium of Bitcoin? You know how much Bitcoin was in Nigeria when they banned it? It was 52,000, right? The next day, 86,000. So prohibition doesn't work. People are trying to ban it in other countries and the premium is, is skyrocketing. It's almost at 100K in Nigeria right now. Um, and then in other countries, you have to understand their use case for Bitcoin isn't like us in the US. We're kind of spoiled, right? We have, yeah. a, we have a stable, relatively stable currency, right? Our inflation is not hyperinflation. We have other countries where their inflation is 13, 15% already and they're experiencing on a daily basis. So spending and using Bitcoin is actually better for them. So there's an incentive for people to continually put their money into Bitcoin uh, until this, this subsides, which because every fiat currency in in history of the of the world has failed, every single one, you're basically, you basically have an open book test at this point. You know right. what the answer, the answers are right there. All you got to do is just look and say, oh, every fiat currency failed, but before 2008, we didn't have a backup option. You just had to go through it. Nations would fail and just have to go through hyperinflation. The Germans, they had to go through it. You know, everybody had to do it. They're burning money in the stove, whatever. But now we have Bitcoin. So if you know something is going to happen, what's the defense against it? Bitcoin. And a lot, a lot of people, uh, that's invaluable. There is no price point on that. There, uh, Bitcoin's price has no top because fiat currency has no bottom. Mm. So, man, so I got, I, I got, man, I got a bunch of stuff that you said I want to touch on. So. Like, what do, do you think there will be like another dip that happens this year where, to where, it, where it might hit like another, go back to what, 40,000, 30,000 or something like that? Um, if I had to give a timeline of what I think will happen this year, right now we just passed the all-time high. I think the FOMO will push us to about 75. And uh, I think that'll happen before the end of this month. Uh, and because tax season, right before April 15th, a lot mm. of people liquidate uh, their Bitcoin in order to pay taxes or uh, capital gains or whatever, they liquidate it. You're going to have a sell-off at some point. I think the end of March, beginning of April, you'll see a sell-off maybe down to the 55, 60 range, which we're there now. So it's not even right. a big deal. 
Um, and then I think we'll have some sideways movement based on the, that dip because it'll be accumulation from large companies. And I think people who are in altcoins will have a huge alt season between April and June. You'll see a lot of altcoins take off because that liquidity, when people are selling, they're not necessarily selling it back in the USD. They're turning it into some altcoin, some right, exactly. or whatever. Um, so that's what'll happen, I think, between April and June. Uh, July and August, usually, uh, we actually have a spike in investment uh, in Bitcoin. We always see it because most people are on vacation. They're with their family. They're not paying attention to the market. They sleep. And then all of a sudden, you see the price running again. And people are like, oh, my God, it's still happening. You know, whatever. I think that's when we'll hit 100K. And then in quarter four, traditionally, a lot of people like to uh, invest so that they can reduce their tax burden. All right. So all these Wall Street guys that get these bonuses in early December, all these investment people that get their bonuses, they're trying to they look at their tax burden is like, damn, it's 50,000. All right, let me buy 50,000 worth of Bitcoin. Tax burden gone. That's why I think quarter four, we'll see that hyper Bitcoinization event to maybe 200 or so thousand. And uh, in between, you will have dips. But remember from, from 2017, on the way from 3,000 to 20,000, we had no less than six dips that were 30%. Mm. And we still went from three to 20,000 in six months. So again, it's not as if this is, Something I did, I'm just pulling out of my ass, like, oh man, this is no, you, crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is this is usually the roadmap when the, when a bull market starts. And the good thing is, um, as far as bear markets go, I don't think we're going to have three year bear markets anymore. We have really? we have billionaires who are looking at this as a way to save their money long term. They're not going to let themselves get wiped out eighty percent. I can tell you that right now. Any dip that happens is going to be a, a wick. <laughs> this is literally going to get bought up as soon as it starts going down. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot um, of sense. Michael Saylor, billionaire. He buys, he's, he's, they, people know him. Uh, he owns MicroStrategy. Uh, he's bought about uh, three, mil, 3 billion worth of Bitcoin, which is worth almost 6 billion now. Um, he buys every dip. Every single time the price dips, Michael Saylor buys 15 million more. Michael Saylor buys 100 million more. <laughs> mm. Times that by 1,000. Times that by 10,000. That's what's going to happen. There's not going to be too many more oh yeah, we got three years to accumulate. That time was dead. And I, I'm glad people uh, got to hear me in 2019 because that was one of the lowest price points. Like you said, what was it then? Uh, it was, it was uh, at the time, we, it, no, the time we dropped it, it was around 11,000. 11,000, right? Yeah, so yeah. Those, days, those days are gone. Um, and I'm glad some people were able to buy it at that time. So uh, yes, that's what I see for the market. That's sort of the roadmap. And then um, I do think there'll be a lot of pushback because of central bank digital currencies, exactly. right? And it won't be pushback based on it being better. It'll just be marketing, right? They'll, they'll, they're going to come out. I'm telling you this now. Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, they're going to try and change the narrative and say, hey, we have this digital currency that you can use uh, with, through our banks, this and that. It's not unstable. It's not volatile like Bitcoin. It doesn't mess up the environment like Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. And people are going to fall for it because naturally that's what they do. Um, but that's going to be sort of the pushback. Like, hey, if you want to use Bitcoin, um, you're one of those people. But we're using the digital dollar now. And they already have tested, digital one has already started in China. The digital ruble starts testing in 2022. I think we'll push out our CBDC uh, at some point. So uh, that's the only quote unquote pushback we'll see. But again, you can't stop Bitcoin. Um, mm. Nobody nobody owns it, so nobody can control it. Mm. So you don't think those things like that? Cause that was one of the questions, like all, all the questions that I'm about to ask, you've been asking. So I'm like, damn, that's perfect. <laughs> so you don't think like when that happens, tell? I was like, can, can you tell I've been getting these questions? Facts, facts, facts. So, so you, you pretty much saying like you don't think that will, because I was that was one thing I was thinking about too. I'm like, because I know they're gonna come out with their own digital currency. I'm like, how will that affect Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies? But I like I like your response to that. Oh yeah, man. And yeah. I want to I want to remind people, 
when they have this scary scenario that Bitcoin is controlled by somebody, blah, 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 and it's, it's the way right. for us to have a global world currency, I try to remind them, if that was the case, whoever made it is stupid because <laughs> that you can't control anybody on Bitcoin because nobody can change the rules. Nobody can take what you have. If I have my private key, you can right. never take it. No um, keys, no cheese. The, the plan was to come out with this CBDC. No, no, well, let me back up a little bit. The plan was to make you reliant on the government, which we see now. We get stimulus checks now. The government is giving us money. This is weird. Businesses closed <laughs> down. This whole COVID event closed down a bunch of small businesses. People are asked out right now. The goal was to get you relying on the government. Then the news of the Great Reset of 2030 came out. All this, to me, was planned for CBDC to come out, for them to have, be able to see all of your spending everywhere. The problem is Bitcoin was a black swan event. It, this wasn't supposed to happen. That's mm. the problem. People don't understand. Bitcoin wasn't supposed to be here. It wasn't something you know thought of by our leaders. Look at our leaders. You think they thought of it? No, there's no way. There's no, <laughs> you think they thought no. of this grand scheme? No. Everybody on They're way too incompetent. There's no way. Exactly. So they they don't want this to happen. The problem is they can't stop it. So they're going to find ways to make money off of it, smear it, slander it, say it's, you know, bad, whatever. Ignore that. Just keep accumulating. Mm, I, and that's something that's been working all this time. Because like I said, when, when I first got involved in it, I used to go to, I was living in Cali. So I would go to Silicon Valley and go to these conferences and it would be people from BMW, Ford, AT&T, like uh, General, like General Electric, all the major companies. And they was talking about what they was doing on the blockchain, how they invest in the crypto. And then I was turning on the news and they would be dogging it out. So I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm about to just keep buying. This ain't adding up. This is not adding not. up to me. Yeah, so I'm oh, like, that's, 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 definitely, that's definitely real. They're going to they gonna try to get people out. Because like you said, it's only 21 million. And we know people yeah. are greedy. They're like, man, yeah. I want to I get all of them. Oh, man. I mean, I, I consulted a, a CTO of a former bank. Uh, of a, a former CTO of a bank. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because this was 2017. Me and him were sitting there, talk, we talked for like six hours. He had never learned anything about Bitcoin. I explained it to him over this time. By the end of the conversation, he told me, he was like, I feel like banks are about to put out a bunch of smear campaigns. And I was like, buddy, they already started. They already started. <laughs> and, and, I, and he was like, I, he's like, I just know they are. He was like, this is too good to be true. You know what I mean? Like banks, I've worked in banks. They're so inefficient. They're terrible, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just letting people know that, you know, the stuff is going to come. We can't stop that. But right. it's just that reason why I wrote Bitcoin in Black America is because if you are foreign to Bitcoin and you don't understand it, if you listen to the news, you would think it's for drug dealers, it's scary, it's Ponzi exactly. scheme, it's bad, right? Well, with Black people, I've met a lot of foreigners who came to L.A. when I lived there. And because of what they saw in the news, they thought all Black people were criminals. We all rap. We all did the same stuff. Because they didn't know, and then yep. when they would meet you, they'd be like, "Oh, you cool? I didn't oh, know you right. I didn't know you were smart too. I didn't know you knew new tech because on TV, that's all they saw. That's so all they see. If you let that affect you, just like black people, just like Bitcoin, anything that affects the status quo will be smeared in the media because that's the media's job: keep you, put you up, put you down, and and basically, you know, fire off these different things to get you uh, your synapses moving. But again, you end up going nowhere uh, because most mm. people that listen to it haven't invested. Mm. So. Man, so I was going to ask you, because that was what I was going to, because like how on the last show I asked you, what do you think the price point would be in 2021? On this one, I was going to ask you, what do you think it would be in 2025? But you already mentioned how you said you, you, you say you, it'll probably hit a million. Um, yes, I think we'll be at a million between 2025 and 2026. Okay. So that's time. So yeah, 2025 on the road to a million. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so I was going to, I was going to ask you that. So that's, that's <laughs> that. I, and for the people that's listening, 
And y'all here is y'all see right now it's at 60k. So that be, if y'all thinking in y'all head like man, it's it's too high, I don't know. If it hits mm-hmm. a million, what's what X is that? How many X's is that? 60k to a million. That's like uh, 16. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, about 16x. About 16x. Yeah. So that's a 16x on your investment. Yeah. Not, not, not saying like we saying we guaranteeing it, because obviously we can't guarantee no investment. We just saying mm-hmm. this is something that you probably should look into. Obviously, do your own diligence, due diligence and all that, but a minute like because mm-hmm. I remember I used to read a lot of people who say 2030 a million to coin. And I remember uh you know John McCaffrey. <laughs> He's a yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, man, that dude crazy. But he said he's going to million dollars with us. So you really, so what do you, but what do you think? How would that affect the dollar if it if it hits a million? Okay, so if you look at Bitcoin's price, you're not actually seeing the price of Bitcoin going up. You're watching the value of the dollar go down. Go down. The reason why Bitcoin went from four thousand dollars to sixty thousand in a year is because we printed more money than we ever have ever. We've printed. 25% of our total supply in a year. That is very unsustainable. And if you look at the M1 money supply or try to find it, the Federal Reserve actually took that down. If you wanted to look up the money that's printed, the M1 uh, money supply, it took that down. They replaced it with what they call now the M2 money supply that you can look up. But they changed the way that they count the money that is, <laughs> is actually printed. <laughs> and they can, have, they can have slippage up to $10 trillion. So again, you're not even getting accurate statistics. Look, look for yourself, Federal Reserve, look at their website. They changed it overnight and nobody noticed it except Bitcoin people, of course, because we watch everything you know, in our community mm-hmm. as far as money. Um, and that's what they're doing. They're, they're constantly printing money and you have to understand the game theory being played out now. Our economy is getting worse, right? Yep. So people say, what do you do? Okay, well, our only solution is to print more money, right? What happens when we print more money? Inflation happens, Inflation economy happens. gets worse. The value goes down. People get that stimulus, and then what do they do with it? Put it into Bitcoin. The game theory that plays out, Bitcoin continues going up. People are more interested in buying it. Again, our economy looks worse. What do we do? Print more money. What happens? Same cycle. So the game theory that's being played out is they're essentially, uh, the Bitcoin was built to be the, the system that marks our inflation or shows how incompetent our fiat currency is. So when you're seeing this price go ballistic, it's because the value of our dollar is nothing. I mean. The value since 1913 is down 99%. How much lower do you think it can go? And again, every 10 to 12 years, we have a recession. Last one was 2008. It's about time. Every 100 or so years, we have a change in who is the world power. The U.S. has been around about 115. All of this is lining up at the exact same time. And for some reason, people will say, nah, just coincidence. Like, <laughs> like it's just, ah, just yeah. coincidence. All this is happening. So, um, you know, it's, you have to understand these things in this market. You, you have to know, even though we say a million 20, by 2025, it's not necessarily because you're going to be a millionaire. It's because at that point, you won't want to sell Bitcoin. You so won't want it, right. It'll, it'll be almost yeah. impossible for anybody to mm-hmm. buy it from you without saying, well, give me a million. Because I've told people that three years ago. They were like, they were like can I, in 2017, when the bull run was happening, people were like, can I buy Bitcoin from you? I was like, yeah, for a million dollars. And they would be like, what? Bitcoin going to be no million dollars. Now, when I say it, people are like, well, man, it might actually be a million dollars. I can't believe I, can't believe I sold that Bitcoin <laughs> back in the day. You know what I mean? So no, for uh, real. It's, it's just patience. And, and of course, that million dollar prediction is, I don't want anybody to be like, well, it wasn't a million, so you was wrong. Right. I just want you to understand that right. mathematically, if our fiat currency continues to devalue, the value of Bitcoin is going to continue going up. Mm. So I like this, like, I, I, want, I want your thoughts on this. This is what I think. Like, I, cause my price point for 2021, I was thinking it was gonna hit 150, 150. But after hearing everything you said, like I said, you 
you you you deep you deep you way deeper <laughs> in the game than I am. So I, I actually I, I uh I think I think the two hundred k gonna happen. But I think what I think is gonna happen with altcoins is like I think people when they see Bitcoin hit 100, 200, they're gonna yep. look into getting to lower entry points. So I think they're gonna look into different altcoins. Yep. Like what is your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Because I think in my opinion right now. I'm still I'm heavy on Ethereum too. Ethereum, yeah. I'm heavy on that. So what do you think about because mm-hmm. it's still it's like 1600 right now? And I think that's a low price point because I think when yeah. Bitcoin goes to the roof, Ethereum mm-hmm. is gonna not be on the same level as Bitcoin, obviously, but be on I think it could hit five, ten, twenty thousand dollars. What's your thoughts on mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah. So I always say Bitcoin uh is the tide that lifts all boats. Yep. So at, when Bitcoin hits that price point, like you said, you have to remember humans psychologically. Like you said, when you see 75, 80, $100,000 Bitcoin, you start to uh, display unit bias. Yep. You start to say, that costs too much for me. Even though you can buy Satoshis, that costs too much for me. Unit bias kicks in. They say, but that is $32. That is $16. That's 20 cents. Unit bias kicks in. And that's why I said we'll have an alt season between April and June. At that point, we'll see some of these altcoins like we saw in 2017. We'll see some of these coins in DeFi, some of these uh, NFTs. Uh, some of these lending uh, platforms, they'll be doing 100 X's, 20 X's. Like, and that's what happened in 2017 with people. It is what happened. That's exactly what happened. If, if, if people remember uh, from, from January to March, like, alt season was just getting started. But as soon as March hit, between March and uh, the end of the year, I think I had six coins that I was looking at. Every single one uh, did at least a 50 X. That's what a real alt season is. When you're seeing mm-hmm. coins doing 50 and 100 X, and with with uh, with Ethereum, the reason why I think it's just getting started, it may not you know repeat it this time, but right. Ethereum is sixteen hundred. But the last uh, season it was eighty four dollars, like, <laughs> and it went to a thousand. Yep. That's what I'm trying to explain to people is like if that happens again, we're talking about a ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar Ethereum, uh, which again they do have some issues they got to fix. But because yeah. there's so much, there's so many people working on it, I don't think it'll go away easily. But again, it's just that's game that's unit bias played in at that point that's people saying that i can make money in another crypto the problem is people don't sell they buy these cryptos they think they can hold it long term like bitcoin like bitcoin you know, yep. that, hey like we call it the shitcoin casino once you get into it you got to get out at some point have a stopping point say when i 10x i'm out when i 20x i'm out when i hit this price point i'm out if you're yep. a trader and I think that's what, what it was with uh, Dogecoin, Dogecoin, however the hell you say it. Dogecoin. Like, Dogecoin. I th- like, my opinion, I was like, this is a, like, me and, uh, I think it was me and B's had to kind of say, so I'm like, man, this is a shitty coin. Like, this ain't, you got to right. take your, you got to, when you come up on that, you need to take your money, get out, and do something else with it, putting a Bitcoin or something. But this, I got another question for you, and this is kind of like a selfish question, because I really like Litecoin, too. What do you think about Litecoin? Oh, yeah. Uh, Litecoin has a great community. I think they have a lot of people behind it. And I think Litecoin has one advantage over Bitcoin. Uh, not that it's better, but because a lot of people don't transact on Bitcoin, they would rather transact with Litecoin. I think that's actually good for them because mm-hmm. it is cheaper. It is faster because the blockchain isn't as clogged. And I think because it has so much visibility with their community, they'll do just as, they'll do just as good as last bull run. They last they went from, you know, they, I forget where they got. I, I can't like even 13, remember. 1300 yeah. It was a $1,300 Litecoin. And, yep. and again, um just thinking about that is crazy because again i was mining litecoin in 2014 and we were looking at it as hey if it's the silver to bitcoin's gold it's got to do something right it's got to do something yeah and and just as a tip to people uh when you're looking at smaller cap coins and you're like all right which ones will succeed i would tell you right now the best ones to look at are ethereum competitors 
because mm. Ethereum's smart contract platform, it's not a platform that necessarily is better. It's just been here longer um, because you have stuff like Cardano, like Polkadot. You have stuff on uh, Binance's smart chain. Anything that is a, a competitor to Ethereum, I think they will all do well because <clears throat> if Ethereum's um, up, upgrade to 2.0, if that doesn't go well, you can have a lot of people exit. Exactly, yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather build smart contracts on this. I'd rather build it on that. Um, and then a lot of people's money is going to go towards that. So if, if anybody's thinking about it, uh, Ethereum competitors are going to do great this year as well. I think privacy coins would do awesome because a lot of people, uh, I tell people all the time, if Bitcoin was never created, I would be almost all in and Monero. Really? Um, because it's the only truly private coin uh, with ring signatures. Yes. Um, and, and Monero's privacy has, has been around for a while, but it's very quiet. It's a private coin. Right. Uh, so <laughs> it's a privacy coin. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff out there to explore, but those are some of the things I see uh, coming up this year. Mm, mm, okay, okay. So uh, on the topic of security, because this is still always a big question when it comes to cryptocurrency, especially when you talk about Bitcoin, people always, especially the the uh, speculators, what about mm. securing it? How am I supposed to? And then you heard, about, I heard about how, uh, which ledger was it that got hacked? It was the- uh, Yeah, ledger got hacked. Yeah, ledger got hacked. So yeah. Actually, I was gonna say ledger um, being hacked actually showed how strong ledger is because mm. ledger didn't get hacked for a Bitcoin, they got hacked for information. And the thing is, because your Bitcoin is your Bitcoin, you own the private keys, nobody can take it. So when they hacked, all they got was, you know, information, name, emails, blah, blah, they cleared it up later, which you don't want that to happen. But the thing is, if they could have taken everything, they would have, they couldn't, mm. because they secured it. Just like when I got hacked in 2017, really? didn't lose, I didn't lose any Bitcoin. I got SIM swapped, I should say. Okay. Somebody uh, using uh, the phone company that shall not be named, uh, it, it rhymes with shrimp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Somebody, somebody sim swapped me, and they demanded a ransom of two Bitcoin to get it back. And I told them, "Fuck you!" And again, they couldn't take anything because everything was secure. And all they could do was they hacked that phone. I threw that away. Got a new phone the next day. Moved on with my life. Nothing happened. No, nothing got taken except for an exchange that allowed somebody to take it. But none, none of my personal stuff got taken. So. Um, what I always tell people is to secure it, you want to get a cold wallet, all right? Ledger is one, but my favorite is Trezor, T-R-E-Z-O-R. And a cold wallet, all that means is a wallet that's offline. It's not able to be hacked because it's not connected to the internet. It's like a USB stick. Anytime you buy Bitcoin on any exchange, you want to move it to that for safekeeping. It's like your lockbox at your bank. It's like your safe that you may keep under your house. That's where you want to keep your crypto. And then I would suggest storing that in a fireproof safe offsite from where you live. And I know that sounds like OD for some people, but because the value of Bitcoin to me will be so high, in my opinion, you do not want to store it where you live at because it's be like holding millions of dollars. A million dollar cash, you know? Yeah, like in your house. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, even if you store it there, store your private keys in another location. So even if they do get to it, they yeah, don't the have keys. the private key. Exactly, and even if they got the keys, they don't have the device. So you, you want to do that to protect yourself. And as a former IT professional, I'm a little bit more uh, anal about the security, but you also want to make sure you have VPNs. You want to make sure you use two-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to make sure if you can, use an encrypted email like ProtonMail um, when possible. So even if you have Gmail already, ProtonMail is encrypted and you can use that for whatever you want. Also encrypted messaging, Signal, uh, Signal app. That's another way to use it. And all these things are actually best practices for using a computer, period. But because Bitcoin is so valuable, you definitely want to have these things at your disposal. If you don't know about them, take an hour, 
read about everything I just listed, that's about all it would take you to know what I'm talking about. Because you don't need to know, you don't need to know the tech side of it. You just need to know how to, how it works and that it protects you. And that's it. And then you can get a VPN for about five bucks a month. Uh, you can, you know, two-factor authentication with Google Authenticator. Um, and then you can get a treasure for about a hundred bucks. So total security for all your Bitcoin, less than $200. That's mm. it. Mm. That's, that's some game right there. So what do you think about, um, as far as, uh, this is two questions. So as far as platforms, what do you think is the best platforms to buy crypto? And what do you think about, obviously you just gave a lot about security. What do you think about people that buy crypto on platforms and leave it on the platform? Well, if you do that, you're leaving that third party in charge of your, your Bitcoin. You don't own I say it all the time. No keys, no cheese. If they own the keys, it's theirs. Just like if you uh, if you leave it in a bank, technically that's their money. Yep. <laughs> so you have to own your private keys. So anytime you buy from an exchange, you want to take it off. And some exchanges where you cannot take it off, but people think they are buying it, Robinhood, PayPal, Revolut, you're not buying Bitcoin on there. You're not buying cryptocurrency. If you are on there, you're trading it for cash, which is fine, but you can't actually move it off the platform. So you want mm. to charge you want to find an exchange where you're actually buying Bitcoin. Uh, cash App is the easiest because everybody already has it. Um, if you look in your Cash App, right there, you can buy $1 worth of Bitcoin, $10, $20, whatever. You can do dollar cost averaging with reoccurring buys. Very easy. Um, if you want to buy the cheapest rates I've seen, a company called Swan Bitcoin, S-W-A-N Bitcoin, cheapest rates, 0.99%. And on top of that, uh, you can dollar cost average. You can set it and forget it. That's what I do. I got a dollar cost average going. Um, a few hundred a week for my daughter. I, I, I just said it and forget it. Don't even think about it. By the time she's 18, who knows how much she's going to have. So um, that's another way to buy it. Uh, if you want to buy it um, anonymously or without going through an exchange with KYC, because it does kind of suck to tell people, hey, Bitcoin's going to free us from all this centralized authority, but you got to give your license and KYC and your birth certificate and fucking fingerprint. Right. Uh, like, so yeah, yeah. if you want to buy it anonymously, you can. You can do over the counter. Um, uh, through Bitcoin ATMs. Uh, you can visit somewhere, BISC, B-I-S-Q dot exchange. That's software you can download. You can find anybody anywhere in the world. You can say, I want to buy Bitcoin or I want to sell it. Somebody will link with you and you can either meet up or they can send you money through the post office or some other way, whatever. Um, and then also localbitcoins.com. Uh, local Bitcoins, you can meet up. That's how I started, meeting people in coffee shops. Um, somebody tried to rob me, rob me back in the day. So I changed that. Uh, I started meeting what? people in. Yeah, yeah. So man, I got <laughs> that's crazy. Back in the day, man, like Bitcoin was really the wild, wild west. But I stopped <laughs> that. I started transacting with people in uh, either in the police station, in front of a police station, or in a bank lobby. So mm. back in those days, you had to be safe. But local Bitcoins, much safer now because uh, you know it's pretty standard. You can meet somebody, or there's about 200 other ways you can transact. So there's ways to do it anonymously. There's ways to do it with KYC. Uh, you just have to pay the price if you want to do it anonymous. You're gonna have a premium. Just like mm. anything, it, KYC is easier, but you're gonna have to give over information. You're gonna have to give up something uh, at some point. So uh, that's that's how you transact, or that's how you will buy Bitcoin. That's how you get started. Mm, okay. And what do you think about? Because this is something that's new that I'm seeing a lot. With people talking about like selling people how many Bitcoin they have. So when I first got to Bitcoin, that was yeah. the thing they always told you, like never tell someone how never. much Bitcoin you have. But nowadays. I'm seeing a lot of people say like, oh, I own seven Bitcoin. Or I own, I'm like, yeah, when, this, people, when, this, when this become cool? So what do yeah, you think, what I, you think about that? Well, I will never tell anybody how much Bitcoin I have. Exactly. Ever. I exactly. just, it's just not something, I mean, starting out in Bitcoin, that's just one of the ethos is like, the number one rule is never tell anybody. Never how much tell Bitcoin somebody. 
Um, and then on top of that, that's the security risk. I mean, people don't understand that's an attack vector is, is that they see, okay, that person has five Bitcoins. I know the price of Bitcoin. I know how much money you have. I know you're a target. And even if I can't get it from you directly, uh, I can do something else to try and take it. That, that I don't ever tell anybody how much Bitcoin I have. And mm. I wouldn't encourage anybody else to. Maybe you want to show maybe you want to show your percentage gains. Maybe you want to show, you know, I bought it early, but don't tell people how much you got, please. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's that's not the question. I see it a lot these days, and I'm like, man, that's how I know somebody that, they got money. That, and, and, that, and that's how I know that somebody is new into Bitcoin. So I'm like, yeah. anybody that's been into Bitcoin, they know that's something. That's like the uh, it's like an unwritten look, law that you know, oh, yeah. like, you don't tell somebody how much Bitcoin you have. So nah. that's, yeah, that's heavy. So I want to talk about this. So like, what do you think long term? Let's say past five years, ten. Let's say 10, 15 years. What do you think? Bitcoin would be, let's do 2035, 2030, whatever. What do right. you, you think this going? All right. So right now, money has three stages, store value, medium of exchange, and then unit of account. Right now, we're in the store value era. Bitcoin is becoming very quickly a reliable store value. So people are like, I can put my money in it, and I know it'll be there for, forever. So once that happens, I think what will, will happen is we'll start getting accumulation from nation states. You'll start seeing corporations buying it, which we're already starting to see this year. And then what will happen with Bitcoin at that point is as a store of value, people will say to themselves, hey, inflation is so bad because our economy will, I think inflation will pick up. Inflation is so bad that I will accept Bitcoin for payments as a business because I don't want to transact in dollars anymore. Every time I get it, it's losing money the next day. Same thing with, with consumers. They'll say, I don't want to use dollars because I'm just going to put it back into Bitcoin. So it'll be, in my opinion, a, an agreement where people say, I accept Bitcoin for payment. And then people say, well, I'll pay for it but I'm gonna need a discount, 80%, 70% discount to buy with Bitcoin. People have already started this, 20%, 30% if you pay me in Bitcoin. What does that do? That lowers the price of goods, meaning everybody has a chance to buy goods if they use Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin, uh, the price of Bitcoin at that time, I think would be in the million dollar range or past it. Um, so the liquidity that's in it will make it less volatile, making it easier to spend. That's when we'll enter the medium of exchange era where you'll have consumers spending Satoshis, with businesses because they have a major discount, meaning using Bitcoin will be better than using dollars or fiat. That time will come. Then after that medium of exchange starts happening, that'll be another 10, 15 years. Beyond that, people will start using it as a unit of account because when you start accepting Bitcoin or Satoshis or crypto for all your payments, you're gonna have to start having that unit of account based on crypto. And then I guess people will give Bitcoin as credit and call it money. That's 30 years from now, 50 years, but that's the progression of money. And that's Literally, we're on that track right now. So by that time period, we'll be using Bitcoin for purchases. Other countries will be using it uh, as the, their backup for their actual currency. And I also think governments, the only way they can get it at this point is to tax you, but give you a discount. I've heard, mm -hmm. this, float, I've heard this floated out by a government official that I'm friends with. When he learned about Bitcoin, he was like, well, the only way we can probably accumulate it is to give people a discount for taxes. And he was like, what do you think the discount should be? I was like, like 90%. Right. That's probably the only way people's gonna pay you taxes in Bitcoin. At first, he scoffed at it, but then I said, Think about this though. If y'all give that discount in Bitcoin and y'all understand how valuable it is, there's people that's gonna bite. And that's the only way a lot of these nation states are gonna be able to accumulate Bitcoin uh, is either by taking it or by through taxation. And they'll have to give some, some sort of incentive, like an 80, 90%, just like businesses. And that's where the promise of Bitcoin will happen. The promise of Bitcoin was a peer to peer. Uh, money system where the price of goods decreases over time. That's how good money works. And it takes time, but that's the game theory that's playing out right now. 
And I think we'll see that um, by 2040. He dropping a lot of gems. I, I hope people paying attention, man, because I know, like I said, I know a lot of people in 2019 when we had Jamal, they went out and they bought. And like I said, they up right now. So this oh, yeah. is a, is the, I think, I believe, and we talked about this like a couple months ago on another episode. I said, I believe this is going to keep going up. Like I definitely, I, yeah. I definitely believe 100,000 going to happen, 200,000 going to happen. And then mm-hmm. I think when those things happen, this is going to be, <laughs> it's, it's it's creating so many people. It's it's like like I was talking about this recently. Like fifty years ago, you had to. Do, it took you a long time to become wealthy because time was 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 really important with money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Technology wasn't as advanced as it is today. Now, right now, we're at a time when people are becoming billionaires in their twenties, like never seen never seen before. Twenties, yeah. thirties. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is. This is a once in a lifetime thing. And we're not just saying this is going to be a sweet run, like you're just going to get in and become mm-hmm. rich or something overnight. But <laughs> if you could do your, like I said, do your due diligence, invest wisely, I think yeah. it could, I think it could. Hey, it could and, and, and let me, let me tell people this one statistic. Every time there's a happening, which means the supply is cut in half, so the miners get rewarded less. Every time there's a happening, Bitcoin's price goes at least 18x. So we had a happening in 2012. 2016. The last one was May of 2020. Mm-hmm. May of 2020. What happened since then? The prices went exponential. The next happening, the supply is going to get cut in half even more in 2024. So imagine the demand of 2024 with half of the supply coming out daily. Now imagine that happening again in 2028 with demand again growing up. Now imagine that in 2032, 2036, 2040. That's why when I tell people, when they talk about supply and demand, you have to understand <laughs> the supply is getting very, very short. Matter of fact, 90% of Bitcoin supply will be gone in the year 2040. I think 98%, really? sorry. Yes, that's how scarce it'll be uh, going into the next 100 years. Because at that point, over the next 100 years, you're only going to get, you know, like half a million dollars, half a million Bitcoin out into the system. So it's going to be super scarce at that point, like almost impossible to buy. You're going to have to earn it. That's why I said the medium of exchange era will start because you, you're gonna have to accept Bitcoin to even get it. Like, because <laughs> buying it is gonna be like, nah, yeah, I'm not selling, uh, I'm not selling. Right. Uh, so yes, I think that game theory will play out. And if you need a indicator for when is a good time to buy, uh, right before happening usually is a great indicator because on average 18X after every happening and it's on schedule every four years, you know when it's coming. And uh, it's pretty pretty simple. Like I said, this is a layup investment. People make layup. it harder than it. People make it harder than it is. It's not that hard. Um, you can't describe layer two technology to me, but you know how to use Wi-Fi, right? Exactly. And if they say they're on Bitcoin. You don't have to explain it the way I can, but if you know it works, buy it. Wait. Wow, man, you dropped a little, like I said. This is this is jam packed episode. And one of <laughs> one of um my final questions before we wrap up is, who do you think? Created Bitcoin, in your opinion? Because I talk to I talk to people. I was just talking to somebody last night, and he was like, "The uh, the Winklevoss brothers, they created." It. And I'm like, "Hell no!" I'm like, "I don't know about that one." And then I talk to other people, and they like Elon Musk. They're like Elon Musk. He the one that created. And I'm like, mm, "I don't know about." That. But in your opinion, what, what do you think? Um, so based on the emails of Satoshi, and based on uh, the years of what it took to get there, I think. There's either one or two ways. It's a group of people who got together, who were extremely smart, created it, and made themselves anonymous because they knew if you go after the Federal Reserve System, they would go after you. Yep. So, but or uh, option number two, 
tinfoil hat theory, uh, the aliens gave us this technology, honestly. Mm. And the only reason I say that is because a lot of technology, if you research a lot of technology, how it's picked up, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, electromagnetic waves, all of this stuff. If you look at the inventors and the people who use it, they always say they have some sort of outside influence that yeah, came do. into their life. They, they always say that. Yeah, they I, do. I don't, I'm not, you know, some crazy person saying, yeah, the aliens came down, literally yeah. made Bitcoin and just left it. No, what I'm saying is that some this outside influence that may have influenced it, maybe we had all the pieces. It's sort of like if you see your kid working on a puzzle and they have a couple pieces left, you do the puzzle for them. That gives them the confidence to go forward to do thousands of other puzzles after that. That may be what this alien life force did. We had all the pieces to the puzzle except one or two and they dropped that off. And now we have the uh, confidence to have a thousand times better society. And I think that may be at what happened, but who knows? And who by knows? aliens... I don't, I don't know. I don't mean some goofy, you know what I mean? Men in black aliens, right. maybe, maybe some outside life force that impacts people um, and creates technologies that our government may find and then harness it and then create later or individuals find, harness it and then create later. Cause people, they can't explain Tesla's visions. They can't explain right. you know, some other, you know, they can't. So when mm -hmm. you can't explain it and people can't explain Satoshi, Hey, maybe the aliens dropped it off and was like, "Damn, y'all taking too, y'all taking too long." Y'all, y'all supposed to been had a good money system. Y'all should be a flying car. Y'all should have intercontinental railways already. What are y'all doing? Let's drop this money system off so that the people that are in power don't use all your money for war anymore. And now we can use it for freedom. That's yeah, because that's that's hey, that's that's a good um thought process on that. Because stuff I be hearing from people, I be like, man, get out of here, peace. I know some people like, man, I think the government made. I'm like. Dude, they right. not. They <laughs> have you seen the government? Right. <laughs> have you seen the government? No. I was like, at, at, if I entertain that, this is what I'll say. NSA is a part of the government. I think there may have been a rogue NSA person who understood all of this technology as he, you know, maybe online, her, he, them, she understood what they were creating or like, oh shit, I got to get out of here. So it may have been a government made it, but I think it may be a rogue NSA agent. Because again, if the government made it to track you, they did a terrible job. Mm. Yeah, they did. They did. They did a, a terrible job, man. This is <laughs> why would you make it anonymous or pseudo anonymous if you want to track everybody? Like it, that makes no sense. It doesn't. Damn. See, after this, you buy. I'm about to. I'm about to end this and go buy me some more Bitcoin, man. Like I <laughs> said, man. That's why I, hey. I, I, <laughs> I can't. I can't talk to uh, Bitcoin people for too long because then I go all out. Like, all right, let me relax. Let me relax. But that's something hey. I really. I really. I really. Uh, I really believe in this. Ever since I got involved, it's something like I would tell my girl. I'm like, even when they do, I used to tell mm -hmm. like, trust me, it's gonna pop. This thing gonna mm -hmm. pop. And people be like, why do you think so? I'm like, man, just from the yeah. I, in my opinion, if you do the research on this and you truly doing your research, like unbiased, looking for, just trying to find some, just trying to find stuff to gain information. I feel like mm -hmm. there's no way you can honestly and be be objective about it and be against mm -hmm. it. Yeah. No, to oh, me, it's, yeah. to me, it's it's impossible. Me too. The only the only thing that stands between you and, and understanding that this works and this is happening is usually their well, I call them people's finance fathers, like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, <laughs> right. uh, all, all these people that yeah. they look up to because they were they were uh, they were successful in the old financial the old system. system. They look up to them and they're like, well, if they ain't told me to do it, I'm not. Right. Do it. The problem is they're dumb in Bitcoin. <laughs> in financial terms. I was say in financial terms, they good. And what I always say is, it's like it's like like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, all them guys that had Coca Cola in the '60s and, and before I, we were even born, and they're rich now. To me, it's almost like trying to look up to Bill Russell in the '60s. 
LeBron would play center in that era. Oh, said, come Le- on. LeBron, that's what I'm saying. And right now, Bitcoin is LeBron. So when you're mm. talking about the comparison, it's like, yeah, they were legends for that time. But LeBron currently is better than every single person who was in the NBA and before 1970. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference is they knew what they were talking about, but the time is different now. And I think that's the only thing, that's the only wall keeping people. Because they're like, how could they be wrong? How could they have missed it? How, hey, congratulations. You're smarter than, you front run, you're front running the corporation. Congratulations. You get to join the 1% without anybody stopping you. Like, like, understand how valuable this is. And once you understand that, that's when you see changes. Because there were a lot of uh, rich barons back in the day before the Industrial Revolution started. And those people were not rich anymore. And what they thought didn't matter. So again, uh, new time period, that's the only thing keeping people on. You're right. If you research it correctly, if you listen to people talk about it, if you understand some of the theories around it, you will understand this is coming. This is inevitable. Uh, you, just, yep. you have two choices: either prepare or get left behind. Get left behind. And I think one of the one of the key things to like build the wealth that people don't talk about like is foresight. Being able to be several steps ahead of the average person in the world. I, I think if you can do that on a consistent basis, yep. you're going to become a wealthy person just because you're going to make the right moves. And Bitcoin mm-hmm. was on it up when I found out about Bitcoin. I thought I was late. I, I thought I was late. I'm like, man, it's 2017. It's, it's like three thousand dollars getting to four thousand dollars. This ain't going nowhere. And <laughs> as you can see, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Hey, slow, slow at first, and all at once, right? Yeah, all at once. Was, man, so yeah. I mean, before we wrap up, bro, I just want to say I really appreciate you taking the time to come up. This was a fun episode, man. You dropped a lot of. Uh, I think you're gonna a lot of the, the speculators who listen to this. They might be like, yeah. Let me buy me some Bitcoin, man. Hey, man. hey, <laughs> hey! I want to, I want to give a shout out to B. Yeah, uh, shout out to my I, guy B. I, I think I convinced him yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where? Yeah, he did say uh, he's like think about buying crypto. So I think I might convince. I think I can convince him. Uh, I think a lot of people. Yeah, because he's been. I, he's, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's been, and that's somebody that I got a lot of love and respect for. That's my guy, like, man. He's like, been like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I always think to myself, like, man, how he gonna see this, man? Like, yeah. this, likewise, this, like, I, yeah. I have a lot of respect, but again, yeah. they haven't heard it from a competent source a lot of times. Mm. Because you gotta understand too, so a lot of people have heard of Bitcoin. It's not that they heard, they just heard about it from their dumb 19 year old cousin who hasn't done anything with their life, right. you know what I mean? Or or some bus driver was like, or some taxi yeah. driver, or Uber driver, sorry, was like, yeah, you should buy Bitcoin. So they probably were like, this must be yeah, right. yeah, you know what I mean? He telling but, me this? Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> he telling me this? Right. So, you know, it's it's crazy. But then when you look at the flip side, you got the smartest people in the world working on yeah, Bitcoin right now. Bitcoin. So all it takes is meeting those people, understanding their theories, seeing how they explain it. You see a few videos of that. I, I will put myself in the, the category of experience. I won't say expert. I don't think there's any experts because Bitcoin is just getting started. I think we're going to need at least two or three more market cycles before I can say I'm an expert, but I think I'm one of the most experienced. So when you hear from somebody like myself or others, that's when people start like, oh, that makes sense. The yeah. other way, the other way they were just telling me the number go up. That's it. Yeah. Just- <laughs> right, right. They were like, yeah, this is going to, this is going to 50,000. No reason, no explanation. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah. because. So shout right. out to B, man. Shout out to B. Oh, soon. As soon as he get in, he'll be a billionaire. Oh, what, man? Hey, B, you see what you did in the stock market? You do you you going hey, Bitcoin with some similar, but you gonna come out five five billion, man. This this oh, I ain't never seen nothing like this. These flips, I'll be that be happening with my portfolio. I'm like, what the hey, man? Like I, said, <laughs> four, yeah, I went from four hundred dollars to 
Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You don't need don't yeah, need. Yeah, I don't like to see I'm just saying, I'm just thinking of my percentage game. I'm thinking about like you said, B. Yeah. Yeah, he's out of here if he, he's if he a, does it. Yeah. And other people like other people like him as well. Yeah, definitely, man. And man, do you got anything else before we wrap up? Um, I would just say uh Bitcoin and Black America's second edition is out for pre-order now. Start shipping by the end of the month. Um, and also Community Crypto, uh, my weekly show is on Thursdays at 5 on Coindesk TV. And then daily, if you want to hear me, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Hey, you got my own TV show, uh, mm-hmm. finally, meeting people around the world that most people don't get to talk about crypto. So that's why I'm doing it. Um, and then The Gentleman of Crypto, the longest running show, uh, daily show in crypto history. We are on wow. daily, Monday through Friday at 10-ish uh, Eastern. So if you want to catch me in one of those three spots, uh, you can do that. Also, uh, Bitcoin and Black America as well. Man, man, I just want to say, bro, once again, I appreciate you for coming on because you, I feel like, and, and you a legend, bro, you especially with this, <laughs> being in this lane, bro, because this is still that. only the beginning. And you the first mm-hmm. person within our community that I've seen, like, talking about this at scale and, like, branching, like, at a, on a big level, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think within 10, 20 years, People gonna be looking at you in the light that they look at some of the big fight, the big people in this financial system. They're gonna be looking at you yeah. the same way because you came in <laughs> early and you've been giving out the game, giving out info, shows, books, all this. So I just want to give you your props, but you a legend for hey, real. So I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Yeah, trying yeah. to trying to get the Dr. Claude Anderson status. Right? <laughs> that is, that's, hey, my, that, that's my goal. So that, I got a long way to go. <laughs> you on you on your way, bro, for sure. You you on your way for sure, bro. So and uh wrapping up for those who don't know, y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. And you can also follow Deanna at Deanna Kent on Instagram and Deanna S. Kent on Twitter. And that's all we have for you guys. Appreciate y'all for tuning to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. No brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been chasing great I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments, and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an accountant introducing wondersuite from bluehost.com the tool that makes wordpress wonderful for everyone Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.